This is Too Busy to Podcast, a show for busy, multi-passionate female entrepreneurs at different stages of their podcasting journey who may be feeling frustrated or overwhelmed doing all the things. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, podcast editor and podcast manager. I'll be coming to you every week, solo or with a guest, to share actionable tips, simple strategies and useful resources to help you manage and grow your podcast the simple way. We'll be covering the practical stuff like how to start a podcast, what equipment you should use, and how to create a podcast workflow that helps you to stay organized. But also there's the other important stuff like mindset, email marketing, productivity, and storytelling. So open up the notes app on your phone and let's get started. Hey there, welcome to episode 10 of Too Busy to Podcast. I hope you guys have had a great week. In this episode, I'm going to walk you through how to submit your show to Apple Podcasts before you launch. Now, according to Buzzsprout, as of May 2021, so a few short months ago, Apple Podcasts was number one in download numbers with 29.3% of podcast users and 23.2 million downloads. So you'll want to make sure your show is added so you can have access to all these amazing listeners. So let's get right into it. First, I usually start by checking that there are no issues with my RSS feed by using something called Cast Feed Validator. You simply pop your RSS feed, copy and paste it into the box in Cast Feed and it analyzes it, highlighting any errors. Basically, if there's an X next to any of the sections, it means there's an issue and you just need to go back to your hosting platform and resolve that issue. Some things you could get away with, like for example, on mine, I have an X next to something on my website, but it's totally not a problem. So you kind of just need to use your judgment. They have um, information boxes to kind of tell you a bit more about what the error might be. So yeah, just make sure that you run through your RSS feed to make sure that there are no problems. Your show will be validated in Apple Podcasts. However, I just like to do this bit before I get to the Apple process, just to make sure that process is as smooth as possible. So it's totally up to you. You can totally skip this bit, go straight to Apple and depend on Apple to give you the information. But yeah, it's your call. Remember, we covered RSS feeds in episode nine, the last episode. So be sure to check out that episode. If you're listening to this one, you're thinking, huh? what on earth is she talking about? So make sure you pop back. And as always, I will link the episode in the show notes. Before submitting to Apple, you need to have at least one episode live with your host. And next week, I'm going to be talking about, I'm going to share my strategy with you in terms of launching. And this is one of those tips, so to speak. So you need to have your episode live in your host. When working with my clients, I recommend that they do a trailer and we've talked about trailers in episode four. So again, go back, have a listen, and then this will make lots more sense. Most directories accept you pretty quickly, but Apple can take anywhere from 24 hours to 14 days. I've heard lots of different stories. There doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to it. 
one day my podcast was accepted within minutes, but on the other day, someone else in my network said that she'd been waiting, you know, three, four, five days. So just allow yourself that time to avoid having to push your launch date. I allow two weeks when I work with clients. There's a set of things that I ask for at least two weeks before their launch date so that I can get all their ducks in a row and submit to Apple in time. Again, if you haven't listened to episode four, which is all about trailers, make sure you go back and do so. The next step is to log into your iTunes account. So iTunes is the app on your phone or your desktop where you're able to listen or watch lots of different content. So if you're an Apple user, I am sure before the time of Spotify and, you know, podcasts became so popular, we all bought music on iTunes to listen to, like albums or um, series. I don't use it quite as much because now we've got Netflix and podcasts. So it's kind of become obsolete for me, but it's totally, totally important in terms of podcasting because you need to use those login details in order to create your Apple Podcasts account. So if you don't have an existing Apple ID, you will need to create one in the App Store first. And that's just the App Store on your phone. I usually recommend creating one separately for your podcast. So if you have a personal one like I do that I use for personal use, I went ahead and created a brand new one for my podcast. I am a big stickler for keeping business and personal separate. You might feel differently but it would be my recommendation that you keep them separate. If you do create a new Apple ID, someone told me to do this and I do pass it on to my clients. Make a very small purchase. The smallest purchase that you can find, make a small purchase so that Apple can see that your account is live and isn't just, you know, dormant and sitting around. Once you're in your account, you'll need to add your show. So you'll log in using those login details. You'll log into Apple Podcasts Connect. As with anything at the moment, security is quite high. So you usually get a six-digit code that you will then need to input into your Podcast Connect account, and then you'll be granted access. So once you're in, you'll want to click the plus sign in the top left-hand corner and select new show. Then you want to select add a show with RSS feed. Then you'll need to add a show with RSS feed and copy and paste your RSS feed from your host. Remember, your RSS feed lives in your hosting platform. So whether you are using Libsyn, Buzzsprout, Podbean, Anchor, wherever it might be, your RSS feed lives in your host. So you just need to copy and paste it. You would have already validated it. So there should be no problems. Copy and paste it into this section. You want to click make my feed publicly available, which is under the RSS feed access section. Now in the user access section, you can choose whether you'd like to restrict access. This will only apply if you set up users in your account only the users you choose to will be able to see the show within the account. So if you have no users such as I, that's not something that I worried too much about. Be sure to click save as you go through. You want to review your details on the show information page to make sure it's all accurate. And I'll give you a few little things to think about in a moment. You want to make sure your contact information is updated. So if you scroll down to the bottom of that page, 
It asks for your name, a number and an email address. You want to make sure that information is up to date so that you can be contacted if need to. Again, as I mentioned, you might want to create a separate email that's just for the podcast, podcast at your domain name, or if you have like an info at, as I do, I have an existing info at email address. So I just use that one. I just think it's just better to have it separate from your main business account. Otherwise, you'll just be bombarded with lots of different emails from all the different podcasting platforms or anything to do with your podcast. That email address is going to be public. So your listeners can reach out to you on that one. So it's it's totally personal preference. I just, again, like to have things separate. Now, on the left-hand side, you'll see something called availability select that and that's where you'll be able to select where you'd like your show to be available. So in what countries, for example, whether you'd like your podcast to be available publicly, which means that it'll be available in other podcast apps. I highly recommend that you choose this. Otherwise you are limiting your podcast reach, your audience reach. You'll also be asked to choose how often your show will release new episodes. So you can pick, there's quite a few options, you know, weekly, daily, fortnightly, once a month, whatever it might be, just pick the appropriate option that works for you. If sometimes you want to do a bonus episode, sometimes like twice a month, don't worry about it. You don't need to chop and change it each time. Just go with what will be your main frequency for releasing your episodes. Then we come to the content rights section. You want to make sure this box is ticked because you are confirming that you have the right to any third party content. Then you hit submit. That's it. You're done. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. (laughs) The only issues that come up, of course, as I mentioned, is if there's any issues with your RSS feed. But if you run it through CastFeed beforehand, then this process should be as simple and straightforward as I have just outlined. You should receive email confirmation from Apple when your account has been approved. Make sure you update your account with any payment information and check your inbox for any emails that require you to take action. For example, they might ask you to verify your account. You want to make sure that you check everything to make sure that there's no sort of delays or hiccups to your launch date. Once approved by Apple, you will see all your episodes suddenly appear in your Apple Podcast Connect account. There's an episodes tab near the top. You just click that. And as you go along, as you start to grow, of course, starting out, there'll be nothing. Well, your trailer will be there because you need to launch with at least one live in your RSS feed, in your host. So your trailer will be there. And as time goes by, you'll see it starts to populate every week, every month. However often you release your episodes, it will populate all the episodes within the account. But again, you will always upload or make any changes in your host. Everything is done in your host. In your Apple Podcast account, you can check analytics. That's where you'll see your reviews. But updating your cover art or if you were to tweak your description or if you saw a typo in an episode title and you wanted to change it, that will all be done in your hosting platform. Now, a few other things to note. For the description, you can have up to 4,000 characters. 
But of course, choose your words wisely. You want to be succinct. You want to be concise. You want your listeners to be able to read it and come away with the answers to these questions. Who the podcast is for, what it's about, and what makes you the person to talk about this specific topic? What makes you the expert? So make sure that you've kind of covered those off. Again, just because you have 4,000 characters doesn't mean you need to use 4,000 characters. Be succinct as possible. In the channel section, I wouldn't worry about this too much. This is only valid if you want to group your show with other shows on your account or if you'll be adding paid content to your show. If none of these things fit at the moment, I wouldn't worry too much about this right now. The type of show is either episodic or serial. Episodic means that your show can be consumed in any order. There's no, you know, you can start at 10 and jump back to two, or you can start at 20 and jump back to one. There's no, you're not going to miss anything by doing that. Your last season will be displayed first in the app. Serial shows are consumed in sequential order. So you've got to start at one and work your way through numerically. The oldest episodes are displayed first. Explicit content. Now, you must tick this if applicable. Why? Well, some podcasts with explicit materials cannot be distributed in some countries and regions. So if you haven't got that ticked and then you're using content that's not appropriate and that lands in one of those countries and someone complains, you could find yourself in a bit of a sticky situation. So let's avoid that. You know, just tick it. If you have a website, enter the URL in the box provided. I'll be talking about websites in a future episode. Do you need one? Don't you? My quick answer right now would be yes. I highly recommend that you do have a website, whether that is a podcast page on your existing business website. So the website for your business, whether you're a coach or a consultant, a healer, a therapist, whatever your business is that you run, It might be that you create a podcast page on your website. If your podcast is not directly linked to your business, that's totally fine. A lot of the hosting platforms do come with websites. Obviously, they're not fancy smancy. You can't have show notes. It will just be the episodes lined up. You can't have full show notes and transcriptions added and all that kind of stuff. But it's just somewhere for people, drive people to listen and also drive people to learn more about you. So that's why I highly recommend that someone that has a business adds their podcast, even if it's just a podcast page. You might not want to do a page for every episode. You might just want to have one page because all of that does take a bit of work. Finally, you want to add your copyright information. So making sure that you use a copyright sign and the applicable year and categories. So as you did in your hosting platform, You can choose up to three categories. I recommend, as mentioned before, taking advantage of all three of those. But remember that your first one is the most important. It's your main category. So for example, if your podcast is about mindset, choose the main category. So that could be about health or mental health. Whatever the applicable category is, make sure you choose wisely. And then the other two could be business, for example, because a lot of mindset work is applicable to business. So your second category could be business. But yes, I will link my document with all the categories in the show notes so that you can have a look. So that's it. That's it for this week. You submitted your RSS feed to Apple. Hooray! Congratulations. 
you made it. I hope that you found the walkthrough in this episode helpful. Do remember that this process is for those of you who use Libsyn as your host. I am aware that there are some other hosting platforms like Buzzsprout, for example, who allow you to connect to Apple Podcasts through their platform. Whereas if you're using Libsyn, you will need to go into Google, type in Apple Podcast Connect and do it that way. Whereas with Buzzsprout, you stay within the platform. And I think in the directories tab, it allows you to connect to Apple Podcasts that way. So bear that in mind. In all my episodes, because I use Libsyn most and primarily, I will be using Libsyn as examples, but you can always tailor my guidance, my tips. So that's it for this week. Thank you so much for joining me. Next week, I will be sharing my launch strategy with you. So what I do, why I do it, when I do it, how I do it, (laughs) where I do it, all the W's and the H. So until then, have a great week and speak soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Too Busy to Podcast. I know how busy you are and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me. If you enjoy this episode and you like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media and subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next week, keep calm and podcast. See you then.